Hi, this is Corey Turner, and along with my wife Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. himself said in the book of John, he said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. And I believe even as we start before we get into prayer, that I feel the greatest thing we can do is lift God up. Sometimes our focus is too much on trying to draw people and God says, that's my part, you lift me up. And there's a word for some of you, even in your families right now, you are so focused, so intent on seeing them encounter God that you are giving your best to try and draw them. The Lord says to you, lift me up and I will draw them. It is time to shift the focus from trying to coerce people to exalting the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Father, in this place today, we exalt the Name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We lift up the Name of Jesus. We don't do it as a token thing. We don't do it because it's a good thing to do. We do it because You are worthy of all of our praise. And the Bible says, exalt the Lord. Come on, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His Name together. Some of you are wanting to see a shift. God says, exalt the Lord, magnify the Lord. And Watch the Lord do the wonders and the miracles that we are so often trying to see happen and make happen. Father, we exalt You. Lord Jesus, we honour You. Holy Spirit, I pray for Your manifest presence right now in every home. Lord, You are with every person. Wherever we go, You are there. The psalmist said so clearly in Psalm 139, where where can I go from Your presence? Where can I go where You are not there? If I go to the heights, You're there. The depths, You're there. The furthest side of the ocean, You are there. And I declare by the Spirit of God, wherever You are, God is there. He's not there in a trickle. He's not there in a vapour. He is there in His fullness. There is no such thing with God, anything but fullness. He is not a God of lack. He is not a God of limitation. He is not a God of a lesser substance. He is a God of fullness. Oh God, let Your glory fill Your church again. Right now together, church, join with me. We pray right now that this weekend across this world, that the glory of the Lord will fill every home, every life, every church. God, we release revival in the Name of Jesus Christ. We are not content on yesterday's manna, yesterday's bread, oh God. We are hungry for more. We are thirsty for more, Lord God. This is not just rhetoric, oh God. This is not just a, oh, a nice thing to do, but God, we are not satisfied with what was, Lord. For today, says the Lord, I want to pour out My Spirit on all flesh. Today, I want the glory of the Lord to flood the earth like the waters cover the sea. And we, God, we say, let Your glory come. Lead us to the place of Your intention this morning. 
Lord, let it not be my words, let it only be your words. And I pray every person will receive the Word of the Lord to them. One person might hear this, another person might hear this. Someone else might hear that, but Lord, You know what every person needs and I wanna encourage you. Would you open your hearts, your hands and say, God, would you speak to me what I need to hear? Not what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. We ask for this in the Name of Jesus and I ask that you speak so profoundly, so deeply and so intimately. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise in the Name of Jesus Christ, Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. It is such a joy, such a privilege to be here at Numa Church. I, I know you're watching online, many of you, but I, I want to encourage you. We're going to be back soon. This is a time to prepare ourselves. Some have got comfortable being comfortable, but God has not called us to be comfortable. He's called us to be transformative. He's called us to be connected. And so I, I wanna encourage you to get ready. And I wanna just acknowledge Pastor Corey, Pastor Simone. I wanna honour you as our spiritual leaders, our spiritual pastors. Thank you for the privilege of preaching here today, but thank you for lives that are being lived in a way that they're worth following. And thank you for ones that when we follow you, we actually end up at the correct destination. It's not you, it's Jesus Christ. And so I wanna honour you today. In Jesus' Name. I want to get right into it. Wonderful. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Oh, God is so good. I I heard the Lord say, you are invited deeper. You are invited deeper. Oh, I'm just reminded of uh, Ezekiel 47, the river that flows from the throne of God. And it flows and, and there's some people there that it comes up to their ankles. And if that's you today, maybe you're new to this. God says, I've got another level for you. Maybe it's up to your, knee, your knees and God says, there's another level for you. Maybe it's up to your waist. Wherever you are in God, I wanna declare there is more. The person that has known God, the greatest out of anyone that has ever walked the earth, there is more because our God is inexhaustible. And so there is an invitation for the deeper things of God and you are invited deeper. Today, I don't wanna preach a sermon as such, but I just wanna share several statements, several pictures that the Holy Spirit has revealed to me in the time leading up to this. And I believe His intention is that every person will take another step deeper with Father. That's, that's, that's the result. Of today, So some of the things I wanna share, I need you to receive it all spirit to spirit, but I know God's gonna put His finger on some things because He does that. But you need to know ahead of time that God only puts His finger on things to take you further. He never does it to take you back. Sometimes people put their finger on things and it results in shame and guilt and condemnation. Sometimes people put their finger on things to make themselves feel better and make you feel worse. God will only ever put His finger on something to bring out the best, to bring out the gold, to bring out the life and to set you free from the very thing that results in the shame and the guilt and condemnation. So I just wanna release these statements and preach myself happy. 
First thing, I see 13 Numa locations in two years. Let's start with the small stuff first. I see 13 Numa locations for in two years. And I heard Pastor Rest Hart just skip a beat or two and get excited there. These are days of expansion and acceleration in a truly supernatural way. It's expansion, larger, broader, wider, but it's also acceleration, faster and quicker. But it is in a truly supernatural way. And the Lord said to me, logic will take a back seat to vision and to the Spirit's power. Logic, and I saw a picture of a car. Logic was in the back seat. It wasn't driving anymore. These are days for the people of God to not rely upon common sense because it's too common. We need the Spirit's wisdom, the Spirit's revelation and the Spirit's power. And God says, do not say, how is this possible? Because with God, all things are possible. Praise God. The next thing I saw, I see every person planted. I see every person planted. This is really significant right now as we're gonna reemerge and start to come back to church. Many of you right now, there's gonna be a shift in the next 10 or 15 minutes if you will lean into what the Spirit wants to say. I saw a vast field of countless individual plants being planted into rich soil. First, what I saw was many prepared holes. I saw this big field, expansive field. In fact, it was so big, I couldn't even see the ends of it. And there were thousands of holes already prepared. Then I saw plants being planted into these holes, followed by the plants then being covered over by the soil to make the planting complete. I want you to get this picture. Prepared holes, I saw them. Then plants being planted in and then soil covering them over to make the planting complete. And as I saw that picture in the Spirit, I started to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you wanna show me here? And this is what He said. Plants don't dig the holes that they are planted into, but someone does. No plant has ever dug a hole, but it's been prepared for them. Someone has prepared what we are planted into here at Numa Church. Someone has prepared, someone has paved the way, someone has taken the time in prayer and in the Word and has prepared the place that we can be planted into. And today I just wanna honour those, amen. I wanna honour those who have prepared what we today are privileged to enjoy. I wanna thank you, Pastor Corey and Pastor Simone, Pastor David, and Pastor Sally, Pastor Phil and Pastor Barbara and many others that have prepared the holes for us to be planted in. See, even with that, in the natural in the natural world, when we talk about being in a hole, it's a negative. But I wanna tell you that when it comes to being planted in the house of the Lord, that the holes prepared are actually like wells that we get to be put in. The next thing I saw was being covered over by soil does not smother a plant, but rather it results in the plant flourishing because it is getting the required nutrients. Oh, the plant needs to be covered over. And in the days that we live in, people want no cover because they see it as control. But in the Spirit, cover equals protection and cover equals supply and cover equals plenty and cover equals bountiful and cover equals plentiful pleasant places. I hear the Lord say, there is provision for you to be planted here. Will you allow yourself to be planted? 
There's provision. There is provision for you to be planted. This is a word of the Lord to someone today. There's a word for many today across the world that there is provision for you to be planted here. And when I read that, I I found myself asking the Lord, why did you say there is provision for you to be planted here? Why provision? That's not the word I would use in conjunction with being planted. What is the connection between provision and being planted? And I felt the Lord say, have a look at what the word provision means. And this is the way God often works with me, gives me pictures, gives me words. He takes me in not to be bound to a definition, but He uses the definition as a platform to speak from. Can I just say to you, don't limit the way God wants to speak to you. Some of us are not hearing God because we are prescribing to God not only what He is to say, but how He is to say it. In my, in my theology, hey, I wouldn't have used a donkey or a burning bush or a heathen king. But God says, I don't want you to focus on the vessel, but on the source and the message. There is provision for you to be planted here. The word provision means the action of providing or supplying something for use. The action of providing or supplying something for use. Being planted is more than saying Numa is my church home. Being planted is about providing and supplying yourself for use. Oh, this goes against the way that the world thinks right now because many come to church just to receive, but the body of Christ, if you read the book of um, in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14, it was always intended to be a place where you come and give yourself for use. Being planted is about submitting yourself to the soil that you are planted into. Plants don't fight the soil that they are planted in. Some of you internally right now are kicking back. I can feel it in the Spirit. So I'm gonna push in because I love you too much to leave you alone. I love you too much. Some of us, if you're not planted, you're like tumbleweed. We blow around. By every wind of doctrine. Some of us, the things, some of us, the things that we feel have kept us away from being planted are a result of actually not being planted. This is God's way. And I wanna say to someone with love today, but I wanna say it boldly, I wanna say it clearly because your freedom is at stake. Don't make a theology or a lifestyle out of a lack or a wrong use of something. Being planted is the only way you can flourish. Fruitfulness is attached to being planted in good soil. Being planted makes us useful. A plant out of the ground is not useful. And many Christians out of churches, can I declare, we become unuseful. That's not popular. Some of you might log off right now, but I wanna say by the Spirit of the living God, this is God's pattern. This is God's way and God's way works. Not because I like it, but because it's what God has authored. We've got the word revival. Revival is simply coming back to God's original intention. And He says, the church is my plan. And in Psalm 92, verse 12 to 13, it says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. 
They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of their God. Did you see that? When you're planted in the house of the Lord, you will flourish in the courts of God. And there are too many Christians around the world that are trying to flourish in the courts of God, but they're not planted in the house of God. We cannot have one without the other. Iron sharpens iron in a multitude of counselors. Do not forsake the gathering together. Oh, we have had it. We have had this um, put upon us and we have not been able to meet together. But as we come back towards being able to do do not get comfortable with the comfortable because if you want to flourish in God, you need to be planted in the house of God. God told me, look at the word provision again. And again, He broke it down, provision. And He said, I found myself looking, what does the prefix pro mean? And the first thing that came up was before. The prefix pro means before. Vision is the state of being able to see. Before. You're in the state that you're able to see. There are some things that you will only see when you're fully planted in the house of God. I need some of us to hear it. Some of us are seeking vision, but we're not planted. God says you get planted and the vision will come. Before you get the vision, you need to be planted. Some things God only reveals in the corporate, in the gathering together of the saints. In Revelation 2 and 3, when the, uh, Jesus is giving the revelation to, to John and the writing to the seven churches, every one of them finishes with whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, not to the church and not to an individual. And in the Greek, it is a plural. It is a gathering together. There are some things that God will only say in the gathering together. And part of the reason for it is this. He he is fighting against the independent spirit that it says, no, I'm fine by myself. I've got the gl glory. I've got the Word. I've got the revelation. And there's too many people, increasing amounts of people that feel like they've got it by themselves. You can't have the completeness and fullness by yourself. Even God Himself, existing Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And He is our model and He is our example. And we are from Him. And He said, gather together and I'll speak something that you'll never ever hear in the secret place. Some people are without vision because they are not planted. And a plan to be planted actually brings security and protection. To be planted results in growth and health and life. Being planted, oh, it, it, it releases the very things that we're so often chasing. And I believe there's such an invitation from the Lord for us to be planted. God wants to shift some people today from casual attendance to being securely planted. The next thing I heard, I heard the Lord say, reproduction is your responsibility. An interesting statement, isn't it? Reproduction is your responsibility. And I felt God say, we must stop making for a select few what is every believer's responsibility. The greatest reproduction is not natural, but it is spiritual. The call to be fruitful and multiply is still the call for every follower of Jesus Christ today. Let me go to Genesis chapter one. You know the verses so well. Genesis one, verse 26 to 28. Then God said, whenever you see when God said, I think we should pay attention. Anyone say amen. 
Then God said, come on, we know what the world says. We know what the government says. We know what our neighbour says. We even know what we say. We need to go back to what does God say? Then God said, let us, who? Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them and God blessed them. Why? Because He had created them and He said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves along the ground. I wanna say to you today that I feel in my spirit where it says be fruitful and increase in number. Be fruitful and increase in number. Be fruitful is the spiritual reproduction of the image of God and increase in number is the natural reproduction and filling the earth. In John 15 verse five, Jesus says, I am the vine. You're the branches. We need to remember God's the main part. We come from Him. He doesn't come from us. He doesn't fit into us. We come from Him. I'm the vine. I'm the vine. I'm the vine, says Jesus. You're the branch. Let's remember that. And if you remain in me and I remain in you, if we stay connected, I want you to get this, you will bear much fruit. Come on. The fruit is not just getting the job done. It is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, who God is like, because that is what we were declared to be fruitful and multiply. We were called to be fruitful, reproduce the fruit of the one that we came from. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Fruitfulness is a reproduction of who you come from and what you are connected to. We come from God and we are connected to God. And I believe with all my heart that we are called to reproduce this in the lives of other people. Every program, every event, every sermon, every meeting is for the purpose of God being seen. I want you to hear me. It's for the purpose of God, but not me being seen, not the worship team being seen, not, not the life group leaders being seen. It is for the purpose of God being seen. This is the absolute truth. Paul himself set an example, but he said, if you follow me, you'll end up at God. John the Baptist pointed the way to Jesus and people left him and followed Jesus. Spiritual reproduction is every believer's responsibility. We don't produce by striving, but by abiding, by remaining, by staying connected. This is spiritual, not natural, but it is also it's automatic. The branch connected to the vine will automatically bear it, but it's also intentional. I wanna declare these are days of intentional Christianity. I wanna declare these are days of intentional fruitfulness. God, I go wake up this morning, Lord, let me represent You well. Represent You well. Let people see Christ in me, the hope of glory. Let, let me be a signpost that points people to You. One of the greatest issues and the problems with religion throughout the centuries is that the very ones who were meant to represent God put up the greatest barrier to God. And it's time for us as believers to intentionally say, God, I wanna reproduce, spiritually reproduce your image on this earth. Praise God. The next thing I heard was no substitutes. 
No substitutes. And as I heard that, God gave me two things. And the first is this, no substitutes for God. No substitutes for God. Remember, this is an invitation deeper today. When I hear that, maybe you go with me, there's no substitutes for God, that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. Maybe we think no substitutes for God, that Buddha and Krishna and Muhammad, they're not a substitute for Jesus Christ. And I'll say, amen. Good works are not a substitute for God. But that's not where He took me prophetically. And I'm gonna say something that I, I've never heard before. And I wasn't even sure what we do with this. In fact, I'm still not sure what we do with it. But God said, I want you to speak this because it's gonna plant something in someone's heart. So I pray you hear this right now. As we look at no substitutes for God, here's the statement God said to me. Worship is no substitute for God. I get Buddha is no substitute and Krishna is no substitute and good works, but God, why, why worship is no substitute for God? And this is what the Lord said to me, the most glorious part of our worship is not our worship, but it is the God who we are worshipping. Our worship is powerful, but God is more powerful than our worship of Him. This is not semantics. God needs to shift something in some of our lives that the vessel towards God is not greater than God Himself. And I felt God say, don't limit God to what you can bring Him. Don't limit God to what you can bring Him. Some of us have almost defined God by what we can bring Him. The focus is on, I can't worship very well. I can't pray very well. I can't read the Word very God. And that almost limits God or brings God down to a more reachable task and place. I wanna say God is so much greater than our worship of Him. Nothing can overly define our God. Nothing can limit our God. Worship is no substitute for our God. Why? Because our God is self-existent. God does not need our worship to complete Himself. Our worship delights God. Don't get me wrong. I love to worship. Pastor Stacey loves to worship. We love to worship. It is such an incredible way to come into God's presence. God delights in His people and His children's worship, but it does not complete Him. In the Old Testament, the word Lord, which we see repeatedly, it comes from the Hebrew word from Yahweh and it simply means self-existent or eternal. God has always been before, listen to what Psalm 90 verse two says, before the mountains were born or before you brought forth the whole world. In other words, before you created everything, God, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Can I just say before there was worship of God, there was God. Worship is no substitute for God. He delights in it, but He's even bigger than that. But I just wanna, before I move on to the next thing, the, the last thing where I wanna go, I, I want you to hear this again, because this is the word that leaping in my spirit this morning. Don't limit God to what you can bring Him. This is a word for someone. Don't limit God to what you can bring Him. Have you... Ever, ever bought a gift for someone and you're second guessing the gift because it doesn't reflect enough 
maybe your heart for that person or the importance of that person. I wonder if that's sometimes how we approach God. And I get it. I, I, I do the same. And I, I think that's very, very natural. But God says, what you bring to me is delightful because you're my child. It's not because it's perfect. And it's most definitely not because it, it fully matches my beauty and my uniqueness. God is greater than whatever we can bring Him, but whatever we bring Him delights Him. Hmm. The next no substitute I heard was no substitutes for obedience. There's no substitute for God and worship is not a substitute for God, but there is no substitute for obedience. And again, you can go to disobedience, obviously that's no substitute and, and self-rule is no substitute. But what God said to me is sacrifice is no substitute for obedience. This is the word of the Lord to someone here today. And this is all about going deeper in God because these different things that Father is putting His finger on is again, not to bring condemnation. And, and, and I know it's probably been presented very uh, directly, so it's clear in front of us. But every invitation from God is an invitation into the deeper things of God. Sacrifice is no substitute for obedience. I believe that this is a time to discover what God has called us to do, church. This is a time for you to discover what God has called you to do. Because God's blessing is attached to our obedience, not to our request. I want you to hear that again. God's blessing is attached to our obedience, not to our request. Sometimes we are asking God to bless our choices rather than asking Him what His will is for our lives. A lot of people go, God, I wanna do this, would you bless it? But here I want you to get the statement, if God authored it, it is blessed. If we have to continually ask God to bless something, my question is let's stop and ask that God author it. Because if He authored it, it is blessed. Hmm. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, it says, but Samuel replied in this context, God had told King Saul to go and defeat the enemy and kill everything. And he kept some of the best aside. And he says to sacrifice to God. In verse 22 of 1 Samuel 15, we read, but Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? The answer is yes, back then is yes. But it doesn't stop there. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? And then he answers it straight away, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed is better than the fat of rams. God is inviting us deeper today but for some of us, it's understanding that sacrifice is no substitute for obedience. I hear the Lord say, I'm calling to myself a holy people, a com people that are completely set apart for my purposes, says the Lord. A lot of people talk about God yet to write the next chapter of our lives. I don't believe that to be true because in Psalm 139, it says every day ordained for us was written in God's book before one of them came to be. God is not yet to write the next chapter. He's yet to reveal what was written before the foundations of the earth. But God is looking for a holy people set apart for His purposes. 
I need to make a statement. I pray that you'll hear me by the Spirit of God because there is freedom on the other side of where we're gonna land this morning. Some of us are doing wonderful things for God because we don't wanna do what He told us to do. Some of us are so busy serving, almost wearing ourselves out because we don't wanna do the very thing that God called us to do. And we've labelled that serving in the ministry has worn us down, but sometimes it's the disobedience that's worn us down. Uh, 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 God's called you to do something that's outside of your comfort zone. And God, I don't wanna do that, but I'll, I'll give my all to do this. And God says, you're wearing yourself out because you're doing it outside of my grace. Sacrifice is no substitute for obedience. I would say to that person today, to obey is better than a sacrifice. I don't wanna give you a false theology today. I wanna give you the truth. If you do what God says, it ain't gonna be easy. Any teaching that tells you otherwise is not biblical. In this world, you'd have trials, but be a good cheer, I've overcome the world. Come on, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. It's not always easy doing what God called us to do, but it is always best because it is always blessed because it is authored by God. I believe that it is time for increased faith. Believing what God says. We're not called just to be believers, but believing believers. Come on, the devil believes in Jesus Christ. We need to be believing believers who take Him at His Word. You can't take God at His Word if you don't know His Word. As a prophet, I've got such a joy of constantly hearing from the Lord and seeing in the Spirit. But I tell you, the primary way that I've cultivated that over the years is saturating myself in God's written Word. Many people wanna hear God, but they don't wanna read the Word of God. And my greatest encouragement to every person who wants to hear the voice of God is spend more time in God's Word. Not to get through the Word, but sitting there quietly, God, would you speak to me? And then start to slowly read it for the purpose of God, just show me what you want me to see. I heard the Lord say a little while ago, give me some Word to work with. When it comes to hearing God, God says, give me some Word and I can speak to you more clearly. It's time for increased faith, believing what God says. But it is also time for increased obedience, doing what God says. It's one thing to hear what God says, but it's another thing to do what God says. For some that are watching today, your freedom is not attached to you working harder, trying harder, but actually just obeying what you know God has said. Some of you, God has told you to forgive that person. I'm not saying it's easy. And we need to understand forgiveness doesn't mean that person didn't do something wrong. When God forgave us, it didn't mean we didn't do something wrong. It, it simply releases you to live free from carrying the weight that God says, I've already paid the price for that. And it's time for increased fruitfulness, reproducing who God is is. I hear the Lord say, today is a day of realignment for some. Not because you are bad, but because you are out of place. 
Realignment brings freedom. Talked about being planted. Talked about spiritual reproduction. No substitutes for God. That worship is no substitute for God. There's no substitute for obedience. That sacrifice is no substitute for obedience. And I know that the Lord says, I want every person to take a step deeper. And this is why there's many different things. I wasn't looking for it. It's just what God downloaded to me. But I know one of these areas is gonna speak to you, maybe multiple, but maybe another area will speak to someone else. But if we embrace what God is downloading to us today and receive it into our hearts and take a step forward, we're taking a step deeper in God. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again conquering sin, Satan, and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life, and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.